Hey, and welcome to the World Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Emka. I'm a motivational speaker and leadership coach turned translator of energy and events of the world. And I'm so excited you're here. In this space, we'll talk about it all from personal growth and overcoming challenges to coaching clips on your business and relationships, energy and impact. We'll discuss everything you need to know to go out there and be the change you want to see in the world. It starts with you. Hey, and welcome to episode zero. I am Natalie Emka, the host of the World Changer podcast. And I just wanted to uh, record an episode telling you a little bit more about me. Um, what's going on, how I got here, just a little bit of my story so that you know a little bit of my background as you listen to the journey and listen to um, all the things that will come up on the show. Um, I have been on this journey of like personal growth for just over about 10 years. And I have been, I guess, I guess I, I was speaking along before that. I actually started my journey speaking and working in front of people. When I was in sixth grade, I found myself on a stage and I didn't know, I was terrible. I didn't know anything about like speaking or, or anything. Just, I think it was a part of me that knew that was how I wanted to reach people and how I wanted to help. And that's how I started. I did uh, speech competitions and speech camps and had an amazing speech family all through high school and college and then found myself in college competing too with a, with a team on a national level. And it was, it's important that I share this part because this is, this is how I got into being a speaker professionally. Um, I had an experience in college that really turned my world upside down. And I was invited to start speaking about it and start sharing about it. And I found myself as an educator on sexual assault awareness and prevention and girl empowerment at a really young age, at like 20 years old. I was working with a nonprofit, a local nonprofit that was sending me around to schools to share my story um, in, the, in the name of prevention. And I had, I had been to therapy and I'd kind of worked on it and, and gotten to a place where I wanted to share. And it was actually like, sharing about it was actually what helped me get through it in that particular part of my life because I felt like I, I felt like my whole world had gotten turned upside down. I was shoved into the darkness, you know, as we all are when we are going through something that we did not expect and um, a period of deep transformation and darkness had me really questioning everything. So then when somebody said, Hey, do you maybe want to start speaking about this? And I already had a speaking background. It made me go, Oh my gosh, maybe all this happened so that I could help people. So it happened for a reason. And that's how I started. I started speaking and sharing my story in closed door classrooms in 2004 and 2005. Nobody, everybody wanted to talk about this issue, but nobody wanted anyone to know they were talking about that issue. <laughs> and there's a lot of stigma around it still. Um, it's been really fun and interesting to watch the movement around sexual assault awareness shift over the past 15 years. 
it's become way more mainstream. So I was out there talking about it before anyone was talking about it. And it was, um, man, it was so challenging and it was so scary. And, and I was not really okay. You know, I would tell people that I was okay. I really wasn't. I was in a period of, um, kind of deep mourning still and sadness and like all the things. Um, but I was, you know, kind of putting it aside and standing on stage in order to help. And so that's really how I got my start. Um, I worked with this organization for years. I ended up traveling with them all around the state. I spoke, I started running another program for them too. So that had me traveling and I was doing a lot of speaking on their programs until the market crashed in 2008 and I got laid off and schools and organizations were still calling me that whole next year. That's really when I found myself in another, I guess, another period of transformation, you know, transformation's always happening. Um, you know, so if I'm being honest, I guess our personal transformation journey, my personal transformation journey didn't really start 10 years ago. It started way before that as, as does for all of us, we're transforming, you know, all the time through our challenges, but um, throughout that whole next year, I was still getting calls from schools and, and people asking me to come speak, even though I wasn't with that organization anymore. And I was like, I guess I can, I mean, yeah. And, um, that was really what gave me a taste of the entrepreneur world and being in a, a space where I was doing things on my own. And I started to gain a little bit of confidence in that. Um, in the next year, the pretty feisty movement was born. <laughs> that was my first LLC. I bought the domain name. I was like, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty feisty. And I had a friend who developed some branding around it. And uh, the next thing you know, I was um, speaking on that brand and helping empower girls and women to be pretty feisty um, as a means of protecting themselves, um, defending themselves, standing up for each other, their friends. And a year later, I, around that time, I found my first teachers, my first spiritual teachers. I was starting to understand myself, my energy, like what was going on. I was waking up to that, some of my patternings. Uh, about a year later, I found um, a new colleague who helped launch my national career. And I started to get into the prevention space nationally speaking in schools and organizations around this topic as well. And that carried on for a while. That went on for several years until I found myself. And I, and I was deep in the world of personal transformation, deep in the speaking world, um, sharing the same story again and again and again and again as a means of helping people prevent sexual assault. Help people understand it. I was standing on a stage in the middle of uh, nowhere. <laughs> I think it was in Kansas. And I, I remember like, this is a huge pivotal moment in my life. So I remember kind of floating up and out of my body. And I remember saying, like watching myself say the words in this audience, what happens to you doesn't have to define you. I was saying it to the crowd. And I realized in that moment that I had been like defining myself for almost 10 years now by something that had happened to me. That was who I was. That was what people hired me for. That was why I, what people knew about me. It was the first thing they knew about me. I was a pretty feisty girl <laughs> who was um, speaking about sexual assault based on personal experience. And that was like the defining factor of my life. And 
I realized that I was one big walking contradiction. I was telling people that what happened to them didn't have to define them yet. I was defining myself by something that had happened to me. And there were some other factors involved. I was really starting to realize kind of the impact it was having on people energetically. This is kind of where I really started to study energy because I realized that people weren't really totally uplifted by my sharing of my story, which was funny. It's funny to say that now because it wasn't uplifting. <laughs> it was really like dense energetically. It was heavy. It was kind of depressing. It wasn't really fun. And so, I mean, it inspired people in that it made them realize, okay, I don't want to be like that. Or if I'm going through a challenge, like I'm, you know, I'm not alone, but it wasn't helping in the way that I, I wasn't pr producing this energetic impact that I knew was possible somewhere steep, steep down. And, you know, there were, again, a lot of other factors involved here and, you know, how I was, um, shaming and kind of making things wrong and making other people wrong and but doing it in a very kind of interesting seductive sort of way with the pretty feisty branding that was pink and black it was a lot of awareness that really really kind of came crashing in all at once for me and all the while I had been leading this movement you know and I'm being really vulnerable here sharing all this because it was really hard for me to to take a step back from this because I had this amazing movement and girls all over the country sending me pictures of their pretty feisty logo on their phones and um, holding their pretty feisty cards up in their lockers. And like, I was really like, there was a positive at ripple that was happening. And I knew though, on a deep level that it, I was, I was sending a message that really wasn't an integrity. There were a lot of other things that were happening um, inside me, but the biggest piece was that I, I, I wasn't okay. And I knew I needed to take a step back after 10 years and people thought I was crazy. Um, I had a great, I had built my business word of mouth, you know, so I had a great reputation for sharing this story and for helping raise awareness about it. I had one school bring me in like eight years in a row, you know, to help really create a culture um, of positivity around this actual topic. And so I, it was hard for me to take a step back, but I knew that I needed to heal and shift some things that I could, I couldn't do on a stage. So I took a step way, way back. I threw myself into another business. Um, I was, you know, <laughs> diehard entrepreneur, entrepreneur for life over here. Um, but I, I threw myself into another business. I built that business up. I thought I was done speaking. You know, I had been given some really cool opportunities um, with that other, with the speaking business, but I was kind of like in sabotage mode because I didn't, I didn't realize that I, I didn't want to be known by it. So I took this giant, giant step back and threw myself into another business and kind of thought I'd be done with speaking and, you know, personal growth. I was going through some bumps as well. And I just kind of hit out. But what happened during that time was really magical. And I love talking about this in the process of transformation is it's so, it's okay to go in. And in fact, the transformational process includes a period of contraction and expansion, like breathing, you know, like lungs transforming in any way requires you to kind of go in and, and go out and breathe in and breathe out. And so that was kind of my, my going in period. And I've had many since, but um, to describe it big picture that that's what happened for a couple of years until I started receiving intuitive nudges to go back out. Um, 
I fought them. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm good. I'm done. I'm fine. It's okay. I didn't know what the heck I was going to speak on. I didn't know what the heck I was doing beyond that. I just knew that I was feeling this ping and I was fighting it. And this intuitive nudge. This is something I end up talking about now in the intuition course, you know, fast forward several, several years later. Um, and, you know, my intuition was nudging me to move back out into the world, but I was taking it into what I call the back room. And I was like saying, no, I can't you know, based on what happened before, I don't want to do that same thing again. And then I'd run to the future room and I'd go, I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know what I'm going to speak on. I don't know how I'm going to show up in the world. I don't want to do this. You know, so that caused me to kind of freeze. So the universe has lovely ways of getting your attention, <laughs> of hitting you over the head with things to get your attention. I call them um, two by fours or spiritual two by fours. Um, those, those things that really get your attention to push you back out into the world. And I had a couple of those that happened to kind of wake me back up and say like, Hey, you're not done. <laughs> you know, just kind of had to take things down. So the analogy that I used to describe this now is like a, um, I had built this like structure with my other business and the movement that I created, but it was like, imagine like, like a bricks, stacked one on top of the other, just super high, but really like flimsy, really wobbly and thin and not very sturdy and structural, structurally sound. Um, and I, I, I needed to take all the bricks down. Like I was realizing like, I can't build a life or a career on this. I can't sustain this, you know, from an emotional, um, aspect, I needed to kind of really heal some of the emotional pieces still or that were so many facets, some things that were causing me to relive, um, that trauma to share that day of my life over and over and over and over and over. Um, there were parts of me that were attached to that story and leading with the darkness because it was like safe. It was something that people could relate to. I mean, there were so many things that pulled this apart for years. You know, why did I do this? Why did I build this, this tower wobbly like this? And, and why do we do anything, you know, because things are working. Um, I have a lot of compassion for that part of myself now and, and all of us who do these things because it worked, you know, it worked. It, it actually got me paid, you know, it was a career. Um, it had me reaching out to people, it had me connecting with girls, you know, known for that, like it, it served. So I definitely honor that period in my life. I was like, we should honor all the chapters in our lives, you know, because they are leaving us better. They are helping us grow. They are getting us to the next thing. They serve. Even when they're painful, they're serving, you know, they're teaching us things. It's just a matter of how quickly we, we embrace the lessons and move in to shift things. So, um, so yeah, I'd kind of closed that chapter. I was in between, had no idea what was going to happen next, but I knew that I wanted to start speaking again on just different topics. So I started to kind of reemerge as a youth speaker again on way different topics. And right around that same time, I was working with all of my one-on-one -on -one clients and I was getting feedback from them that I was really good at, at kind of coaching and really translating things and explaining to them what was going on. I'd also had, um, I've been a kind of student all my life of um, the tra human transformational process. I found um, several teachers along the way that I worked very, very closely with for years um, along my own journey to understand the process of human change, um, the behavioral issues, the things um, that are going on with all of us on a spiritual and energetic, uh, plane, but also like I was able, I had this, this ability to translate them and explain them in ways that made them make sense to people. And, um, you know, that was, that was kind of my gift. And as my gifts started to kind of come online more and more, 
um, I had, I was getting feedback from people like, wow, like, you know, my, my, my lash session with you was <laughs> way more than just a lash session. Like what's going on here? So, you know, so there were certain energetic principles that were, were happening as well. And I was on my own period of, you know, spiritual and personal growth. So of course that's going to translate to everyone I touched. And I decided I wanted to go and get certified as a coach after that. So I wanted to help my speaking career, you know, by having a certification as well, that wasn't just my college degree, but that helped me, um, really have credibility and, and, and do, um, explain change, um, in, in ways that also made sense to people on a coaching front. So I also just wanted to learn more again, perpetual student, you know, this is a big part of how I am. I always study, I always am learning things. So anyway, long, long story short, um, that is how I reemerged as a speaker on these topics and um, slowly closed the other business. Well, slowly, I guess slowly. <laughs> Once I made the decision, it was actually very fast, but I was, I was slowly, there we go, dancing around the idea of closing the other business until finally I was like, okay, I can't keep, you know, doing both speaking and, and really starting to pick up momentum with coaching and rerunning this other business as well. So I ended up closing that down and going full in. So that's where we are now. Um, I'm so grateful to be able to connect with world changers and people who are doing big things around the world and, um, you know, coach them, work with them, speak speak to them. I'm always growing, but I know that this is the thing that I don't think I'll ever stop being passionate about. I love, love, love talking about this. I love explaining things. Um, I do have, like I said, certain energetic components that allow me to, to explain things in ways that make sense to, to people. And that's really where I geek out. Cause I, I, I'm so passionate about reaching people in a way that makes sense to them, you know, cause we're all different. We all have our own perspective. We all have our own life experiences. We all have our own curriculum as I call it, our own way of, um, doing things in our own specific lessons, like college courses that we're all going through in our lives. And everybody is different. It's so cool. I always honor everyone I see because I'm like, man, your curriculum is intense. Get it, man. You're awesome. Like, I I just always think that way. I really do. Um, And that's after, you know, years of of lovingly undoing a lot of the programming that had me think otherwise and judge and, and things like that. So you hear a lot of that filtered into the podcast, but I really just wanted to like lay the foundation for how I got to hear, how I got to this point, things are always shifting. Um, but now I'm in a space where I get to work with businesses, um, and leaders, executives. Um, and I just, I just love it. You know, I'm also coaching people who are young, you know, they're in their twenties. Um, and they are big movers and shakers. They're here to do big things and they want to get solid in their energy and their energetic frequency. And that's where I love to play because everything is energy. So I'm, I'm constantly translating the energy. And that's really what, what I mean when I say I'm an energy translator, I'm really just able to explain things energetically. Um, I, there are a lot of things I don't know a lot about, but I am able to speak energy, which is great. Um, and that it helps people understand what's going on for them. So I'm always leading people back to themselves. That's really where my passion lies with regard to the coaching industry as well is find a coach, find a teacher that's going to lead you back to you. Um, because you are your own guide. You are your own guru. You know, people told me I was crazy to break down my 
you know, tower of bricks after 10 years um, being known as a speaker on that certain topic. But I knew somewhere deep inside that I wasn't supposed to keep talking on that. I didn't want to. Um, it was hurting me emotionally. And there were just so many pieces of my intuition that were like, no, like it's time to close this door, close this chapter. But people didn't think that made sense to them. So they guided, they tried to tell me otherwise. And I really, um, I know now that all of us have our own intuition, our own inner GPS. It's always guiding us. And I had, my passion is to help people strengthen that and help people get really strong and explain things and coach them, um, to see how their dots connect for themselves see the spaces where they could trust their intuition um, and where their intuition was guiding them, even though it may have been uncomfortable, even though it may have been painful, you know, all these different pieces, there's a million different um, things we can talk about under that umbrella, but that's, that's, that's where I play. And the purpose of this podcast is to assist those who know they're here to do things or know they're here to shift or are, are excited about their own transformation or the transformation of the world or whatever it is they want to do, you know, but it starts with you. It starts with your frequency. It starts with what you're doing, how you're talking to yourself, your own personal growth. And it ripples out from there. Um, yes. Awareness is, can come from the outside in, but change really happens, you know, from the inside out. Um, so that's, that's the purpose of this podcast is talk about all those different pieces um, as, as much as possible, you know, and to have fun. I'm going to have a sidekick here. Join me. You'll, you'll get to know her too. She's great and has such an amazing perspective. Um, and she'll be able to pull some of these things out of me, some of these questions out of me so that you can hear how I talk on a regular basis. Um, because, you know, I sit down to in front of an empty mic and I'm like, what do I say? I don't know where to start, <laughs> but to have someone ask those questions, you'll feel will be part of the podcast and part of the format as well as I'm live coaching and other things as we're guided. So that is um, me. That is what we're doing here. Let me kind of think if there's anything else that I feel really super called to share. I'm just so glad you're here. That's the other thing. Like, thank you for being here. Thank you for wanting to listen to, thank you for tuning into the, the, um, the word world changer, you know, and understanding like what that is and what that means. Again, we're all changing the world around us. This is really kind of the crux of what I do and why I do it. I think we're all having an impact on the world around us. Every single one of us, um, we're all leading ourselves. We're all leading each other in some way. It's just a matter of how, so we'll be super, super, super focused in this podcast on the H O W the how, how are you leading? How are you changing? How are you impacting others? Um, because again, change is, is a constant. We all have an impact on each other all the time. So it's about tuning into your own impact. And for me, for 10 years, I stood on a stage and had an impact um, that maybe wasn't of the highest or wasn't, wasn't the most positive. And in some ways it, you know, people could say it was, and it looked that way. But to me, um, I really wanted to, it to be a little bit more, um, a little bit deeper, a little bit more in depth and a little bit more with kind of the light and positivity. So um, it's really, you know, how we got here and how we got to talking about the even term world changer. I don't even know where it came from. Um, I think I said one day, like, I want to, I really want to talk to world changers. I really want to talk to people and people sort of calling calls with me, a world changer call. And, and it just kind of just sort of happened. So um, the phrase is, um, is about 
you tuning into the impact that you're having and um, whatever that may be on yourself or others and um, the impact that they're having on you. And there's always room for improvement. There's always room for growth, but it's linked to leadership. It's linked to confidence. Um, it's linked to following your passions. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different, like, like I said, pieces to this, but hopefully that helps to explain my brain and why we're sitting here and why we're talking about change in and around ourselves and the, and the how, how to create change, how to be effective, um, and, and how to create the change you want to create again in or around yourself. So that's me. Thank you again so much for being here and I will see you soon. That'll do it for today, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Please feel free to leave a review. Tell us what you're thinking and remember to share this episode with a world changer in your life who may need to hear this message today as well. Don't forget, change on the planet. It starts with you. We'll see you soon.